0: And welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you so much for joining us here on the program. We come your way on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday mornings at 1 a.m. streaming live at RichardDugan.com. We are also uh, broadcasting using podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, and other locations you're reposting our interviews too, and I thank you for that. We are also on YouTube, so you can now watch these programs if you would like. And uh, we hope that you will do just that and go to YouTube and uh, do whatever it is that uh, needs to be done. Leave comments, what have you, and, and help us out in that regard. Uh, greatly appreciate it, no matter uh, which format you use. And uh, we thank you so much. We'll also be giving you our guest's website here shortly so that you can uh, continue your evolutionary process. And we will also encourage you, if you can... To support us financially, Uh, whatever you can do. That's why we have a PayPal and a Patreon account uh, sets for your security as well as ours. And if you uh, like what we're doing, if it resonates with you, please uh, do what you can. Uh, We'll take energetic support as well. This is also... Uh, The decade of perfect vision, the 2020s. We hope that you will spend the time going within. That's where you get perfect vision, no matter what your outer vision is, so that uh, you can find that peaceful, calm, quiet place that will uh, give you the insight inspiration as well as um, that time out so to speak that you can sort of recenter yourself you get the guidance and the information that you need for yourself I'll tell you what we've heard an awful lot in the outside world about uh, misinformation and uh, uh, all kinds of other uh, lack of uh, I I guess uh, truthfulness information if you will um and uh, I'll tell you when you go within none of that there it's all for you and it is true so take the time to do that our program today is going to focus on power that's right power guess whose yours and we're going to talk about how to create your best life by reclaiming your power the title of the book is reclaim your power uh, and it is how to permanently heal unwanted behaviors chronic conditions and addictions with dane stevens and dane i want to thank you so much for joining us on the program it's a pleasure to have you with us today
1: well thanks for having richard it's great to be here Appreciate your show and appreciate what you do.
0: Well, thank you. I have to say that uh, when we talk about uh, personal power, and of course, it's a subject that has been around for quite some time, and I remember back in the 80s when I first started going to these uh, personal growth and development programs, I was sort of a a phrase, maybe not the exact words, but something similar uh, in terms of regaining your power, taking control of your life. Uh, but, of course, in the 80s, it was, yes, um, uh, my mother and father's fault. Uh, it's my teachers. It's the bullies. It's, it's, it's everybody else's fault that I am the way that I am. In the 90s, we started to take a little bit more responsibility. Uh, as we headed towards the 21st century, it was, guess what? All of the choices that I have made have brought me to where I am today. That basically means I am fully responsible and through all of that the whole purpose was to help us to regain our own personal power and you're introducing the neurotrauma healing process in this book again reclaim your power to create your best life let's uh let's talk about this aspect of reclaiming is it is it truly that We've we sort of at one point in our lives, we actually did consciously or otherwise, we kind of gave it away.
1: What was well, that? It- that's a, a great question, and it's a very deep question. Depends on how far you want to go with that, mm-hmm. because as I, I know that you know, we are. Energetic beings. scientifically we have proven that we know that everything's circulating everything's moving and everything is has that what I'll call love intelligence that is at its core So in order to play this game of space-time, yeah, we, we had to uh, So that that's the deepest level of that. Yeah, we had to either Cause ourselves to forget or, you know, created a scenario where we have Separation we have a belief in separation and it's really, you know, interesting because what we do is we help people to reconnect themselves back and you can never be fully disconnected from it, but we have beliefs in separation mm. from our higher or authentic self, whether it be from your father or your mother, whether it be from that trauma as a child or that, you know, trauma in your, in your adulthood, whatever that is. But what happens is... Um, well, I'll, I'll talk more about trauma a little bit later, but yes, we split off and a belief in separation from who we truly are, our authentic or higher self is created. So that's a very general pitch, uh, uh, explanation and a very general picture. But like you said, did we, did we actually forget, um, Yes and no. <laughs> yeah. That was a
0: pretty answer. I, I, no, that's the kind of clarity we get on this program <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and then we keep going to, to try to uh, delineate it even further. Yeah. I, I want to ask you, in reference to this, uh, trying to understand how the trauma was created within our, ourselves, um, I want to start with this aspect I've often felt that, and well, I often felt, I feel this way. Words have power. And the words that we choose, consciously or otherwise, are, are shall we say, marinated in intent, conscious or otherwise. And I think of uh, politics in particular. And I've, I've been told that I've been naive about this because I would say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, words have power, you know, and, and this person is saying this and that person is saying that, and this person saying the other. And, and it's like, you can't tell me they don't mean what they're saying because their intent in saying what they're saying is to get that office, to get you to vote for them, to put them in that office. So those words that they're using aren't just politics, air quotes, that no one else can see. Um, And I sit here going, no, those words have power. So let's talk about trauma. You've heard the old saying, which I have found is a lie. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And the only reason I say that's a lie is because if we choose to believe them, they can hurt us. Talk to us about words and power
1: yeah and you say choose to believe them and unfortunately sometimes we don't choose it's like we have no choice and when I'm speaking about that in regards to trauma most time that's as a child mm-hmm. but also I mean even as an adult if you have a car accident mm-hmm and you experience trauma. And so, first of all, let me explain what trauma is. Okay. And therefore, how words uh, that come beliefs get stuck in our nervous system and why they get stuck in our nervous system. So, first of all, how we how a trauma gets created and lodged in our system is things come in through the right brain. The right brain is formless. It's color, sound, imagination. It's It takes the raw data of that experiences, experience and experiences it in its entirety. It then sends it to the left brain to be made sense of, filed, understood. If it's too much, too overwhelming, too scary, too bizarre for that left brain to handle, the left brain rejects it and it sends it back to the right brain. And the right brain does what the right brain does again sees it, feels it, experiences it in its entirety, and then sends it to the left brain to be made sense of, filed, understood. If it's still too much, too bizarre, too overwhelming, that left brain rejects it, sends it back to the right brain, and the cycle has begun. And this is the nervous system trying to process that event, circling from the left to the right brain, seeing it, feeling it, experiencing it, past the left brain, reject it, and back and over again. So the brain's MO is survival so it doesn't want this barrage of unwanted information this potentially dangerous information that it can't understand or make sense of so it pushes it out of the way hence to the subconscious is it gone is out of the way absolutely not it's still cycling in your nervous system trying to process itself somewhere trapped in your body so it's very much alive just out of your conscious mind so you can survive so you can carry on and in that How do we know if we have what's termed a trauma? It pictures itself as some kind of a negative pattern or unwanted behavior in our life, whether it be with your health, your wealth, your relationships, your career, or just anxiety or, or happiness in your life. If you have a place in your life where you either can't get above or it keeps happening over and over again, you keep attracting negative relationships, you keep making yourself broke at a certain time, or you keep stopping yourself from progressing in your life, getting sick, whatever, I can pretty much assure you, you have something stuck looping in your nervous system, unprocessed.
0: Well, you have come up with a process that is called the neurotrauma healing process. Now, I can understand trauma healing. Let's talk about neurotrauma healing.
1: What is that? So, neuro refers to the brain. They're neurological. And what we help people to do is to consciously process that so it's not continually looping in your nervous system and therefore outpicturing in your world. And it's quite profound because it's not about coping with it, not about trying to compensate for it, not trying to overcome or blow through it. You get to intimately connect with that part and give yourself either what you didn't get at that time, or you get to correct that erroneous limited belief that keeps creating itself in your life and when you do that you are able to first of all unfreeze that trauma from looping your nervous system and therefore bring it into this present moment where it's not happening anymore and from that place that's where you get your power or your choice back so it's profound because when you unfreeze that from cycling your nervous system that tape slows down to the point of stopping when you bring it to resolution so you no longer have that tape running inside of you there's nothing to be triggered anymore Hmm. and therefore when you uh you know what used to trigger you whether it be from the car accident whether it be from a childhood abuse whether it be from alcoholism whatever it's just not there and that sounds fairly fantastic um but it is profound in that way and it's really quite simple
0: and that's where the paradox lies, because we, as human beings, don't believe that there is any real value unless it's complicated.
1: We have so made life complicated.
0: <laughs> but you made this very simple.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it, it's it's interesting because if this work had a destination, it would be this present moment where your power only always ever is mm-hmm. this present moment where you have choice and you're connected to what we'll call source so when we unfreeze these it brings us back to that place and we have a lot of information and i and so i want to also just clarify trauma because when i say trauma people some people might tune out because mm-hmm. they think of it as you know it's a car crash or experience of war or some huge physical, emotional event or abuse that you experienced. So they might not identify with it, but all trauma means is something stuck looping your nervous system and processed. And that happens when something happens that is out of alignment with the truth about us Hmm. or something that our, our system cannot comprehend. It, It overwhelms our nervous system that can happen through something like neglect where appears like nothing happened and that's exactly right but in that neglect not being paid attention to not giving you know being given the attention that we need to being recognized we have formed a belief about ourselves that is out of alignment with the truth of our being mm. and therefore our outward expression has been altered our energy has been skewed and a trauma formed within us trying to figure that one out living with a high functioning alcoholic Here's that nothing's wrong, and and we may not even know that we're on the receiving end of abuse, but alcoholism itself is a form of self-abuse. So once again, we've had to alter our natural expression, our natural energy output, and a trauma has formed trying to compensate for that or figure that out because it's a it's against our natural our our authentic self. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. And, and it makes sense. And uh, we're going to continue to con- to talk about this because this is something that uh, it's interesting how the way we used to deal with this back in the 60s and 70s, uh, or I should say the 80s and 90s, uh, you know, uh, I was in my single digit years in the 60s, um, that... That was one of the things that was told to us in these personal growth and development programs. I happened to go through an offshoot of Est called Life Spring uh, back in the early 80s, uh, 80 or 81, I believe it was. And I went through several of those levels. And one of the things, of course, that they, they did, the process was that they would basically break you down emotionally and mentally and sometimes physically in terms of you know, long nights into two and three and four o'clock in the morning and this was on a weeknight. This was before you got to the Saturday and Sunday sessions. Uh, and so you're going off to work exhausted maybe, or maybe you're elated because of some of what was happening. But what they tried to do and what they wanted to do was to get to the core, the root of what's holding you back, uh, of what's blocking you and so forth. And that's really what you're talking about here. But you don't have to spend uh, three nights on a weekend doing that uh you know and 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 so forth um is and, there go ahead
1: i was just say and more than that if you recall that that all came from here it all came from your your head your mind your idea or their idea of trying to get it out of you and i mean we're trying to go deeper but in order to go deeper first of all it's about trust and creating that level of trust, not trying to force anything out. Safety is key for me because of what happened in, in my situation. I had a, a therapist try to force the trauma out of me, and it messed me up. So trust or, or safety, you know, safety and trust is, is just key for me. But the, the key to this work is inner compassionate connection. And you do not force out trauma. That is the last thing you want to do. Is forced trauma the biggest trauma I had was somebody who tried to force trauma out of me. That was the biggest trauma I had in my life. So when you can, and this you know goes back to the neuro part, we just haven't known how, in a sense, how we work and how simple it can be to unwind that is through a left right brain process where you kind of reverse what happened. You bring it back out in a safe and gentle manner through a neuro process, through a right brain process. So it's not about force. It's about making an intimate connection and creating a, such a level of trust that that part will unfreeze. And such an intimate connection that it, it, you, you get to literally converse with this part and give that part what it needs, what it didn't get at that time, and what you're not giving yourself now.
0: There's another aspect of this as well, and you sort of alluded to it. Uh, Of course, you've alluded to it before we even started the program. Um, I'm curious about our intuition, the messages that we get from within. I have been encouraging people since September of 2019 to spend time going within. And that's where, as I say, you have that perfect 2020 vision as well as getting that uh, insight and information, encouragement, and so forth, as well as finding that calm, peaceful place. And in the reality of things, if you will, on the metaphysical level, if you can put those two terms together, uh, the only person for whom this information does any good is for the person for whom they have gone within, whether it be through meditation or any other any other modality, if you will. Um, what about intuition? What about listening to the still, small voice, not only in terms of dealing with trauma, but maybe, and again, uh, I, I would say to our listeners, maybe even in considering uh, whether or not what you're hearing, whether it be from Dane or or any of the other guests that we have on the program— if it resonates with you and if it does, it seems to me, uh, Dane, that you need to do something about that.
1: Well, and, and you talk about intuition and, you know, in a trauma and you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody that doesn't have some degree of what's termed which, with the terminology trauma looping within them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: actual trauma. And that's what throws your compass off. Those things that are out of aligned with the truth about you. Those things that have a belief in separation. So, once again, when you're able to be fully present in this moment, and that is taking a bit of a quantum leap here, where you have we have risen above the level of thought. We are present with what is. Things are very clear and very obvious. You talk about twenty twenty vision. There's no effort. In 2020 vision, you're present. When you're present, things are very clear and very obvious. So when we do this work, and one of the things I did not expect from this work, when I when I was doing this work, I just wanted relief. I was in this cons- consistent state of fight or flight, and I just wanted relief. But what I didn't expect is when we do our inner healing work, when we slow those tapes down and bring those tapes to a stop it creates space in us that space is peace and that's what naturally and automatically happens we don't need to try to do that when we do the healing work when we give ourselves what we need when we you know go inside and listen and give that part a voice and therefore bring it back into this present moment and you know that time is no longer we haven't given ourselves back to that time we've given the energy back and we can be present then that's what happens is that space opens up that creates peace and it automatically connects us to our authentic self our higher self source energy and the characteristics that are that come with that source energy are peace our power our creativity our abundance our health our harmony our generosity if that's our nature and we don't have to try and you know in the the personal development field you know like we talked about it used to be that we would try to to be that we'd try to be the characteristics we try to act that way and i'm saying no don't act anyway do your inner work listen and let what wants to come out come out and as you learn that first of all that the event the dysfunction you're experiencing in your life is coming from within you with most people know now and now learn that you can actually give yourself what you need that you are your source then what naturally occurs is your nature it simply naturally comes through you this peace this power this creativity Mm. this harmony that's your nature there is no effort there that is your hard wiring and when you get these parts out of the way that have a belief in separation automatically you get realigned with your nature and it is you do not have to try it is not efforting it is not technique it is who and what you are and that sounds pretty lofty and as you said i can you know speak until i'm blue in the face but until you actually experience it then you know and you know there's no question you just know and it's an experiential game and it is a different dimension and that sounds odd too but
0: um just out of curiosity to start dealing a little bit with maybe the structure uh... and i don't i i I asked this question knowing full well that uh... if if you're concerned about the timing how much time it's going to take uh... you you need to you need to kind of let that go but i just out of curiosity and again knowing everybody's different how long does this process take for an individual and because we have sometimes, some of us have so many of these traumas, there's a lot that we have to work through, which may be the wrong term here when talking about neurotrauma, the neurotrauma process, healing process. Uh, but what about uh, what about that from the human standpoint in terms of uh, the duration between the trauma and the healing?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I appreciate this conversation because, it, you know, clearly you you know have done work and you you really understand this and like you say it's different for different people we don't know it depends on the person themselves and their character depends on you know the, the depth of trauma the duration of the trauma the intensity of the trauma and so on so it really is different for different people but it doesn't take that long you're not going to sit on the couch for two and three years learning your story better it's not about that it's about creating the connection and giving yourself what you need so i also want to be clear it's not a quick fix okay it's a relationship and like any relationship it takes time and it takes effort and it was a challenge to put this book out and the challenge was i didn't want people to take themselves to a place where they didn't know where to go from there or they didn't feel comfortable or or didn't get the results that they could get because Most people are going to want to work with a facilitator first and work with a facilitator until they get what we call traction and traction is having a consistently healthy and positive relationship with that life within you. And that is different for different people. But when you do that, once you come to that level of traction, then you can take the work over on your own and not to scare anybody away with this, this comment, but the work never ends. But it doesn't turn like the healing work doesn't take forever. And it doesn't take as long as you might think. But there it goes into empowerment. There it will allow you or even sometimes challenge you to be more of who you really are, Mm. to let yourself out. Because as Dr. John Bradshaw said, who's the kind of the does the foundational work, the wounded child turns into the wonder child. And this part that you helped to heal to bring to this present moment Starts to become a source of great wisdom, great insight, clarity, and direction. So it's profound in that way because it turns into full-on empowerment, and you get clarity. And this is where this is this is a whole other topic, but this is the segue to your higher consciousness that you always have access to whenever you want or need it.
0: Well, now traumas for many because they may have so many. It's like peeling an onion. Is that the same process that the neurotrauma healing process must, so to speak, go through with an individual? They've got to peel the onion. You just can't you just can't go for the core, you know, slice it open and, you know, that kind of thing. You literally do have to do it layer by layer.
1: We don't want the quantum leaps we think we do. Because it takes far too long to recalibrate. Ask me; I'll tell you. Because <laughs> that's what I happened for me, and it took me over ten years just to get rebalanced. So, yeah. And what I love—that—that's a different scenario, though. Because okay. that scenario, somebody tried to force the trauma out of me, and I was not even consciously present for that. So that was a different scenario. But with this, all the information comes from you. You will never be given more than you can handle because we, you know, as facilitators, when you work one-on-one with a facilitator, they will never give you any information. All we do is we facilitate you getting the answers, getting the connection, making the connection to within you. So all the information you get is from you. We will help you to make it safe and, and make a good solid connection and help you to show up for yourself as some people can't show up for themselves or show yourself compassion and so on. So we'll ensure that, but all the inf- we we know that you'll never be given more than you can handle because first of all you're always in charge. All the information comes from you, and we'll never ask you to do anything that you don't want to do. Hmm. It's it's got to be that way. It has to be safe because if it's not, it won't last. You're trying to go against what is actually happening inside of you, and your subconscious mind is by far your most powerful creative faculty.
0: There's a program, I'm not sure how much television you watch, but this program is, I believe it's on HBO, and it's called The Vow, and it's a documentary, and it has to do with a particular, I'm going to call, them, call it a personal growth development program, uh, and the initials are ESP, and it is not extrasensory perception, I'll tell you that right now. And apparently when it first started, had good intentions, all of that good stuff. And somehow, some way, somewhere along the way, uh, those intentions changed. Um, And it became unsafe, especially for the women. Uh, This is one of the problems that we have had down through The decades of these programs where it's it's more group oriented it's not one-on-one it's group oriented uh where initially the idea and the ideal beautiful wonderful let's do it uh life spring let's spring back into life let's you know get our power back and and really create and do some amazing things and somewhere along the way and i'm not saying this about life spring because i don't know but Others have gone down a path that becomes unsafe, but the people that are involved in it, they don't really see that. It's kind of like not being able to see the forest for the trees. Uh, And and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not generating a question here towards you and what you're doing. I'm just asking you, in terms of people who've been through those kinds of programs, and now they've experienced that kind of trauma. Have you come across people like that who maybe initially have been very skittish. They've heard about the neurotrauma healing process, but yeah, I know, but I went through and I could use my examples of LifeSpring and I went through Omega Vector and Delta Vector and da, da da and uh you know it really really didn't turn out well for me. You know, I I I experienced a lot of stuff and I I'm carrying even more baggage now. You'd think I was going on a, a, a around-the-world cruise instead of a seven-day cruise because I'm carrying so much baggage now.
1: <laughs>
0: what, about, what about those people? Do, have you come across folks who have come to you after having done all this other stuff?
1: All the time. And we have a lot of information. We we have known how trauma works and 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 known that the subconscious is by far our most powerful creative faculty and that has been the drive behind our life, but we haven't had safe and direct access to it or direct access in a safe and gentle way. So, like you say, there's a lot of people out there who you know come and says I've done a gazillion things and you know why would I bother doing this? Why would I just rehash this over and over again? And I have to say, I really like working with those people. And the reason I like working with those people is because they already know their stories. They've rehashed them over and over and over again. And, and it's all kind of hanging out there. And I, I don't say that in, in you know, I, I have great compassion for these people because like you say, this can be the biggest crush to you or, or, or blow to your trust is having, going in a program like this, which really gains your trust and then leaves you hanging out there. Yeah. Or just, you know, throws you away kind of thing. So, but in doing this work, when we, people come that know their stories and it's all just right there, it's like clean out work. Mm. We just haven't had access to it in an intimate way. And once again, it's about relationship. You get to create a relationship to the life within you that has, doesn't have anything to do with anybody else. And the irony is when you do this work, when you give that part what it needs, over time you start to realize that you are your source. And that if you can't give that to you, if you can't give yourself the respect that you want, you can't get it out there. It won't come from out there. Yeah. If you can't give yourself the attention, the, the, um, the, the time that you need, you're probably going to find people don't give you the time of day or yeah. don't give you the attention. If you can't give yourself the love that you are seeking, there's nobody out there that can fill that. So it can be, a, in a sense, a bitter pill to swallow. But when you get that and when you do give yourself the love, you do give yourself the respect and the attention, guess what shows up? Automatically, as if by magic, somebody who cares about you and loves you, you know, people who show you respect. It's this shows us how we work and how powerful we really are. And that, yes, we really are in control from the inside out, not the other way around. Most people live life totally backwards.
0: Would you say that the uh, neurotrauma healing process is the next evolution from all of those other programs I made reference to going back to the 80s and
1: 90s? I mean, absolutely. And and we can't, you know, we look at now and and some stuff that happened wasn't nice or wasn't good and they didn't get the results that they wanted, but it is all steps in the evolution. And we look at how things have moved forward. Um, Something like NLP. NLP shows us that we can change or we can alter our experience from changing our energy from the inside. EMDR shows us those pictures are still in us from those past and you know we have psychotherapy which you know shows us we can go back to those time and those times are still happening inside of us. So all those are different aspects different sort of pieces of the puzzle of our learning our evolution mm-hmm. and yeah this has been called the next step in the evolution of our healing and our spiritual development because it creates the connection, the intimate relationship with that life within us. And here's another bit of a, it doesn't necessarily have to be a quantum step, but when you realize this, when you understand this, it's huge that all of these dysfunctions, all of these unwanted behaviors, chronic conditions, even addictions, maybe they're there on purpose. Because as long as that keeps happening, keeps happening, keeps happening, if we keep looking outside of ourselves for healing, for addiction, for love, for whatever that is, you know, eventually we realize it's not out there and we'll never, we won't find it out there until we go inside.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So maybe all these outer, outer events are actually trying to drive us inside to where our power really is. And that's where, when you understand that, that's the start of reclaiming your power and letting your power out.
0: From your perspective and through this process uh, that uh, is called the Neurotrauma Healing Process, (laughs) NTHP. There we have it. There you go. Um, um, And and you mentioned several other uh, uh, practices. I was very interested when we had a woman living up on the property where we live here in Santa Barbara. Uh, very interested in NLP, wanted to find out more about it and so forth. Thought it was rather intriguing, you know, and so forth. But there's some other things that that are out there as well. Uh, there's, I'm sure you've heard of the tapping method. All right, uh, and we've had those folks on many years ago. We've had them on. Uh, the method hasn't really changed much, and that's fine. I mean, you know, it's pretty fundamental. You know, uh, seems pretty pretty simple. And and again we're not going to pick on any one in particular, but there are so many other modalities in that regard that are coming up each day. Um, But you have, you've gone to the core in that respect saying you've got to go within this process, the neurotrauma healing process. How does it take us within what, what is the, the, um, I want to say the modality, not the method, but the modality that you use to take people inside, which for some, as you kind of alluded to at the beginning of the program, can be very scary because you're going to get to know who you are inside. Um, So let's let's talk a little bit about that. I had another question in regards to trauma uh, and those layers and so forth. I think I think we've exhausted that. But what about the modality uh, in terms of so, this process?
1: Yeah, the, the, the foundation of the work is a left right brain process, and, mm-hmm. we, and we do a left right right brain writing process where the facilitator guides you, you know, through this. Um, to first of all, we access access the subconscious mind through emotion. So we do what's called a snapshot, which gives us access to the subconscious mind. And through that, we do the left right brain writing to actually create a connection and a relationship and give that part, that wounded part within you or that part that has a limited erroneous belief, we give that part a voice. And therefore, you get to understand why you're creating what you're creating in your life, why you're getting what you're getting, why you're maybe not getting what you say you want. So you get to find out what the fear is or, or, or what's been going on within you that has been stopping you, that has been in your way. And through that left-right brain process, once again, it's about inner compassionate connection. As children, and most of our traumas, and we, you know they say that our persona is set by age five or six, and in that, that's our foundational programming. So a lot of times as kids, we make very irrational decisions. And I'm going to qualify why we make such irrational decisions or can make irrational decisions, because when we're growing up as infants, who feeds us, who clothes us, who houses us, who nurtures us, ultimately, ultimately, hopefully, who loves us is our caregivers, our, our parents, ultimately. So growing up, that is our source. That is literally our version of God growing up so if we get abused by our parents in some way by our caregivers in some way we can't make them wrong because they are our source they are god in our eyes so if it's not them it must be me and therefore we blame ourselves and turn it on ourselves so there's that experiment that happened and and, you know they don't even admit it but we all know there's been a couple different experiments but there was one in the 40s and there's one in with uh the royalty back in the 1800s or something, but where they took newborn babies and they put 20 in one side of the hospital and 20 in the other. And the one set of babies got loving and nurturing and cooing and fed and diapers changed and all that stuff. And the other 20 just got fed and just had their diapers changed. There was not allowed to be any contact, not even eye contact, no cooing, nothing like that. The experiment got stopped too late and half of those babies that didn't get the nurturing and the the contact died. And they were apparently healthy, no reason they shouldn't, but it just shows us how hardwired we are for love. Mm -hmm. As children, it can seem like a life or death thing if we do not get that love. So we will make ourselves, align ourselves, where that means getting beaten or what have you, to get love. So the decisions we make as children are very irrational so you have to have inner compassionate connection and not judge or try to fix or change that wound part in you especially if it's child because you have to understand the psyche of a child and and you know a lot of times that's what you're dealing with mm. and that being said it doesn't take that long it, that sounds like it could be really deep and, and intense but it, it it doesn't take that long. And, and as we connect with that part, we can give that part the safety it needs to unfreeze from that belief. Hmm.
0: Well, I th- thoroughly encourage you folks, uh, you might want to consider going to uh, danestevensonline.com and find out more about Dane, the work he's doing through the uh, neurotrauma healing process. And the book, Reclaim Your Power to Create Your Best Life and how to permanently, uh, that's what's interesting, permanently heal unwanted behaviors, chronic conditions, and addictions. Is it really permanent? You're not rewriting an individual's story here uh, of the trauma. So the the, the story is still the same. What are you doing?
1: So the the term forgive is very misunderstood when you forgive you're giving the energy back to that time because what happens in trauma it's still looping inside of it you still have the energetic you still have that same essence of that experience whether it be from a car accident or war as an adult or whether it be as a child um you know from a trauma you experienced then so when you are able to go back and connect with that part. And, and, you know, we've heard the term, it happened in the past. Oh, just forget it. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, it's already done. And that would be great if that's actually how we worked, but that's not how we work. And, and like I say, maybe it, the game's been set up that way to get us to go inside. So, but when we do give ourselves what we need, we give the energy back to that time and we can be in this present moment and look and, and at the experience and, and see what happened and not be triggered. Not have a reaction to it anymore. We, in a sense, you could say we have rechosen, but nothing has changed except our response to it. Mm-hmm. We are here now, we are alive and well, we're healthier or what have you, and that's not happening anymore. So, what's great about this too is no, we're not saying forget the past, we're not saying drop it and, and, and negate it. It happened. And when you are able to heal, you can look back at your past and go, wow, that's where I came from. And that's your story. And it's not a bad story when you're healed. It's what brought you to here, where you are now. And this is, becomes a launching point for you expressing and letting who you really are come forth and letting yourself be who you really are. So it's phenomenal in that way because then your life starts to make sense. Hmm. and it led you up to this point and a lot of times points you in a direction and it's funny i'll I'll give you a little example um my other half annie b um when we got together we used to go in high school took a 25 year break and uh i started to do this work and, and this was before we got back together and uh, she, so I was working with people, and, and we got together. And I wasn't going to try and get her to do it, or so you got to do this. Like, if anything, I just you know really kept at bay. But after a while, she asked questions and wanted to know about it. Bless you. And uh, and so you know, I showed it to her, and she just embraced it and, and just really got it. And uh, she has become a senior facilitator. But what's really cool about what happened is when she was younger, she used to read tarot and, you know, just for fun kind of thing. So just for fun, she went to another class and this is like, you know, 30 years later or whatever it was, or 25 years later. And she, she, uh, took a tarot class and the person who was putting on the tarot class said, you need to be doing this and took her under her wing. And she's, this is only her third year, I think. She's an in-demand reader. First year, she did like 700 readings. So it kind of lets you out. I mean, it's very clear that she's right where she needs to be in, in doing those readings. And you know, she just kind of goes, well, I didn't do anything. It lets you out, and it'll point you in the direction to let out your gifts, to let out who you are for the for the, for the gifts to the world, shall I say. So yeah. it's really cool to watch people... Allow themselves to come out, and allow themselves to be who they are, and that's what happens. We get out of our way, and who we are really are comes forth. Not you know who we really are, but our higher authentic self comes forth.
0: Right, and that's a that's a term that's used quite often these days. You know, uh, be your authentic self, or be authentic. And a lot of people struggle with that term because they don't really understand what that means. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean, Biath? I, I, you, what you see is what you get is a lot of times what they'll say. And the my perspective on something like that is, um, it's not, it's not what you see is what you get. It's, it's, uh, it just that isn't it because your ego. And your personality are vested in what you see is what you get, and it's when you set that aside. Um, I, I've, I've actually, I've actually had a number of experiences where my wife and I are watching television, and she'll leave the room, and sometimes she doesn't, but usually she'll leave the room. It might be during the end of the program And the credits are rolling and the music's playing, whatever it is—a movie, television show. And I'll start pondering on a deep level what I just saw. And usually it's documentaries because I just am having a real hard time with uh, movies and television shows, uh, especially TV shows that drag on for seven or eight or nine or 10 or 11 or 12 seasons. It's like ended already. Uh, I, I think one of my favorite early British series was four episodes. And I was thrilled. Because I knew there was going to be a beginning, a middle, and an end. And it was going to take place within about the length of a movie. And I can handle that. But I would sit there and ponder. And suddenly, I would just get this overwhelming emotion. You know, almost. And it wasn't necessarily a sadness. Sometimes it was, wow, this is incredible. Where we are and what we're doing and so forth. And just sort of an awe inspiring moment with tears almost tears kind of thing and it's that place that we need to come from that place of vulnerability isn't it
1: you know this work never stops because consciousness doesn't end and you know, you talked about the evolution of us, how we've been like in the 80s, was our our parents and they were default in the 90s, we took more responsibility in 2000, we're getting more. <laughs> yeah. And we're starting to realize that our thinking doesn't serve us, that the thinking mind is not the key, and you cannot, you will not experience peace through the thinking mind. Is right. many techniques, as much as you want to. You know, you can say all the affirmations you want, and you can do all the mind games that you want. You will never experience connection and peace through the thinking mind. And what I've come to understand is, you know, we've made the ego bad and wrong. But when we understand that the thinking mind's job is to create separation, that it is the thinking mind that allows us so once again again, to go back to the fact that we know science has proven that we are energetic beings energetic aka spiritual beings that everything is circulating everything's moving there's nothing hard in the universe we know that that's fact that's science Mm -hmm. so the thinking mind is actually what allows us to appear separate is what allows us to play this space time game that we signed up for whether you to admit it or not, yeah. So, but so when we understand that the thinking mind's first of all job is to create separation, the more separation, the more alone, the more fear that gets created. So, the more my time you spend in your mind, the scarier this world gets. Yeah, and the more separated, the more alone you feel. So we are starting to learn that, and and I look at what's going on in the world today with the pandemic and with all the the controversy from everything from racism to, uh, uh, you know, just the anger that is coming up. And I believe this is on purpose. I believe this is part of our evolution. Mm -hmm. And this is what has been in and is in the collective consciousness. And it's all come up. And in the healing world, they say, if you can't heal it, you can't feel it. Or if you can't feel it, you can't heal it. And we are all feeling it. We all are seeing it. It's all up, and therefore it's up for healing. Yeah. And we are starting to go inside, and so many people are, are feeling f- afraid and, you know, and, and feeling angry and frustrated and, and, and lost. And a lot of people are feeling a sense of loss too, because if not from job, from friends, and, and not being able to get out there. So we are really been brought to a place of feeling, and it's good and this maybe is the next step in our evolution of understanding that the thinking mind is just a tool like Eckhart says and when we rise above that when we get to the point of essence and i say feeling but you know feeling there's no label there's no that a feeling without the mind letting ourselves be in this present moment without thought you know what you experience watching tv that that joy that almost brings you to tears yeah that presence. You get to experience the presence and, you know, not to use an overused word, but that that love that is just present. That is the foundation of everything when we get out of the way.
0: One of the interesting aspects that I have found that has caused me to be bored with television and movies is it's the same old stuff over and over again. And it's like, I, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Superman and Batman, and it was of course a a fight uh, throughout the pretty much the entire movie until and I sorry folks spoiler alert here okay if you have not seen the movie or you're going to you might want to, to tune to me, it, bring it turn this down okay <laughs> um, in the last fifteen minutes of the movie they finally stop out of either pure exhaustion or they've virtually destroyed just about everything around them and they start talking and it turns out that there was a misunderstanding between Batman and Superman over I think it was either Batman's mother or Superman's mother okay and they started dialoguing and I'm going warriors. why and the, right they're warriors but it's like, you know, if you guys had stopped and talked about this before, I realized the movie would have a been boring and b been v- one of the one of those shorts that would have maybe won an Oscar. Okay, but and I've I've seen a number of programs where the same scenario exists, you know, you you have this conflict that's going on for either 2 or 3 hours or 3 or 5 or 10 episodes and then they finally sit down in dialogue at the end. Oh, uh, well, gee, I'm so sorry we blew up half of your crew and, <laughs> you know, in your vessels. And uh, it's like that to me, that's boring. It's like, come on, we. why are we still doing this? Why are we still doing this, A, in movies and television? And B, why are we still doing this in real life? This is just insane. Uh, in spite of the fact it has been said that, you, you know, you and I are currently – Uh, not in the middle of but we are potentially collateral damage in the third world war that has been going on for probably 10 or 11 years it's a it's the cyber war Mm -hmm. and it is alleged the united states started it when they attacked the uh, nuclear processing plant in iran to destroy their centrifuges because they wouldn't abide by whatever you know, stuff they were supposed to abide by. And uh, I remember seeing the documentary about all of the, the cyber wars, and this this was a piece, uh, just a small piece of it. And the Iranian uh, individual they had said, the Americans started this, but we will end it. And I'm just sitting here going, are you kidding me? And this is where I recall an interview I had with the author of um, – East and West, uh, something along the lines of love and fear in the in the East, something along those lines. And he said that he would he makes uh, numerous trips to the Middle East, Israel, Palestine, et cetera. And he was sharing the story of how he would have these interfaith groups meeting of young people. And here's where the hope came from. And I've interviewed him two or three times, and he was surprised that that was one of my takeaways from our first interview was the conversations he has had with the young people, both Israelis and Palestinians, specifically those two groups, the young people are basically saying to him, "We don't. Uh, the The fight that's going on between these two our our two uh, uh, nations, is not our fight. It's our parents' fight. We don't want any part of it. We want it to end. Uh, you know, uh, you know, if you could." Could we send both of these uh, parties over to a desert island somewhere? Let them battle it out and let us go on with our (laughs) lives uh, to create a civilization that's productive, et cetera, et cetera. And that's kind of where I am these days. It's like, why? With all of the creativity that's that's around us. And then I start thinking about what you've said and other of our guests have said. This process that we are going through right now is not something to be overcome it's something that we must go through in our question mark here evolutionary process
1: and the degree that we will stay in this is the degree that we block energy the degree that we stay in the thinking mind and believe and follow the crazy maker, the thinking mind. So we are evolving and, and, you know, right now, the addiction to thought is the addiction to drama. And it's been said that fear is the bluff of ego. And, you know, anybody who's been in the healing world knows that, or even coaching world, that Fear is a greater motivator than pleasure. Yeah, It's unfortunate, but that's the way that it goes. Mm -hmm. So in that, we look at something like trauma, and we keep going out there to try and fix ourselves for long enough to realize, oh, nothing out there works until we get driven inside. So the irony of this time, too, is, yes, we're seeing it collectively, but the only way, The only way your life can change is from inside of you.
0: Here we go again.
1: Change our world. (laughs) Our world changes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and the thing is that that sounds, uh, you know, very simplistic. But when you learn that when you give yourself the love that you desire, then love shows up, right? When you give yourself the, the you know, make yourself feel safe inside, then, you know, thing safety shows up and, and the things that make you feel safe show up. You have the key to your life. You have the key to life.
0: It may sound and simplistic, it but it's true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, so do your work and that's how we change the world.
0: Yeah. Now, You've raised a very interesting point here that I want to to go down this particular path. No, folks, it's not a rabbit hole. It's a path. (laughs) We have blocks. And now we'll refer to them as trauma that you are dealing with through the neurotrauma healing process. Through the book that you have right now called Reclaim Your Power to Create Your Best Life and How to Permanently Heal Unwanted Behaviors, Chronic Conditions and Addictions. And I'll use the analogy of water. Um, Water has been used as an analogy for our finances, our money, our prosperity, our abundance. And I've often told this story of how when either a drain is clogged, be it the, the shower, the toilet, the, the sink in the kitchen, whatever, uh, that I, understanding the metaphor, I want to get that clog unclogged as soon as possible. OK, even though it's not my prosperity, but the metaphor is so important to me when it comes to the abundance and the prosperity in my life, I want to maintain the flow, okay? Subsequently, or, or uh, in addition, if the pump that pumps the water out of the well that is then uh, a gravity fed into the, our cottage that we live in or the water heater that holds the hot water and so on and so forth and that pressure is not maintained, then we don't have uh, the inflow. But the drains are working fine uh and so i want to get that fixed as quick as possible so then i call the people who (laughs) take care of that and say don't have any water pressure and they go and check it out and you know and it gets fixed but if you have say on a creek or even a a small river what have you uh let's say you have some uh some uh gophers is that right to build the dams yeah gophers uh
1: well, you, the beavers. Beavers. The dams, thank though. you, not gophers.
0: Beavers. <laughs> Wrong. I think the gophers would drown. Uh, gophers burrow That's up the under Canadian the. That's for that one, but anyway. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you've got the beavers who build these dams, and the water flow stops or is reduced considerably. What you do through this process is you remove those blockages to get the flow going again and specifically as you mentioned earlier the flow of energy yeah. which is everything right yeah, yeah. I mean, and, you would say that and when we when that happens if i may if i may no pun intended here it then opens the floodgates of opportunity and possibility in our lives anything and everything could happen to us you know because now we've got the flow we've got things moving through and not blocked
1: what if what if life was alive what if life was loving and intelligently loving Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because we don't have to look very far to see that We are hurtling through space at 60,000 miles an hour right now. We are circulating at 1,200 miles an hour right now. Yet here we are in this calm, still place. Wow. Our blood or our heart is pumping hundreds of gallons of blood a day. You know, we see through an eye, which is not even logical. We don't even know how that is. Our hair is growing. Our heart is beating and. We're not doing any of it. We can sit here and do nothing and everything works perfectly. Mm-hmm. So, what if we took that a step further? What if we stopped? And what if we, you know, the, the, the blocks inside of us that have a belief in separation from our authentic self, as we, you know, heal those, I don't say remove them, as we, Uh, realign with the nature of our being the truth and let that energy flow we let life and life softens and we start to realize that life is actually for us life is actually working and is responding to us and it responds to us in much more and much bigger ways than we can imagine it knows our wants and needs and can fulfill it Mm. And, you know, this is, you know, this conversation has gone further than I expected. I have a next, the next book, which is called Unleash Your Genius, which is coming out in 2021, which goes into the empowerment aspect. To reclaim your power to create your best life, that deals with trauma because I didn't think we could take people from dealing with this deep-seated trauma to what I'll call spiritual liberation in the same book. So I broke them into two books. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as we do this, we, we learn to be and and when i say be we learn to let life and we get to experience that life is loving and giving and that we don't have to work hard we don't have to slave we don't have to break our backs to make a living and we don't have to you know compete against other people and and all this stuff that is based in separation which comes from this we are evolving and thank god You know we're now letting life and we can live in harmony with life and you know maybe this plane isn't for that maybe we're always going to have that conflict because this is about the game we play to come people are coming to find themselves but for the people who this resonates for the people that are ready to stop doing drama yeah we're ready to live in harmony with life yeah it's available it's happening
0: you know, what's interesting about drama, I, I, uh, as I've already alluded to as far as uh, these programs, movies and televisions shows that, that we watch, comedies I love. Uh, yeah, there's usually some, some drama All there too, them. but I love to laugh. So I, lo- I watch a lot of the cartoons. You know? Are okay, you? I'm sorry, folks. I like Bob's Burger. I like Family Guy. I Who like American that? Dad. Uh, I like some of the programming they have on American Swim. Uh, Adult Swim, I should say, that network. Um, I'm sorry. I grew up with Warner Brothers, Bugs Bunny, and uh, and and uh, Porky the Pig, and so on and so forth.
1: Never replaced Bugs Bunny, huh? No, you never can. Looney Tunes. Gotta like
0: it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> even the superheroes, you know, uh, the cartoons, you know, uh, the, the, the Hall of Justice, I think was what it was, something like that. Anyway, um, and so these days when i am having i guess what i'll call a challenging time with a particular individual uh my and my wife she'll, she'll do the same for me too um we'll get in the truck as we head home and we will start to to vent now certainly we're not attacking each other so we know you know we're we're both safe it's a safe space inside the truck there And we start talking about, oh, yeah, I went through this and and boy, I just want to tell them blah, 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 which I would never do. But it's like, okay, I got to get it out. I can't tell that person these things that I want to say because it wouldn't be appropriate. It wouldn't be productive. It would be counterproductive to the process that we are in. It's kind of like when I hear on uh, radio and television about uh, whether it's politics or otherwise, and there's, there's name calling. I mean, I worked for a Christian station for 15 years in the 80s and early 90s, and there was constant name calling. And nowadays, my first response when I start hearing that stuff is, we got lots of problems in this world. How is that helping? It's not helping. And then I go back to the construct of words having power why would you say those words why well because they're idiots they're stupid they're dumb they're i talked with a guy about education a college professor i said i I really think everybody deserves to have an education his response to that statement was no not everybody deserves to have an education because some people are stupid i couldn't believe my ears and i thought how is that helping you know cuz i'm not talking anymore about a formal four-year college okay education comes in many stripes as it were so as far as this aspect of things are what they are i i have an analogy if i, I can share this with you real quickly here before we wrap up and that is i look at the macrocosmic world and the microcosmic world and we ooh and ah over everything that happens on both of those levels. You're looking through the, the Hubble telescope at supernovas and, and asteroid belts and all of that cool stuff. And you see the explosions and this thing. Ooh, wow. It's like we're watching fireworks, right? Well, the same thing when you're looking through an electron microscope at live cells moving around and doing their thing. Ooh, ah. But when it comes to this level where you and I live, there's no ooh, ah. It's either joy or fear. And it's like, wait a minute, if out there it just is what it is, there's no judgment on the part of the universe towards itself. And in the microcosmic world, there's no judgment on the, par- on the part of itself. Then I'm going to remove the judgment on this world and say, it just is what it is. And it's just a process that we happen to be going through because we chose to live, be born and live in this time. Is that where you want people to get to, in one sense, in one sense, when they have gone through the neurotrauma healing process?
1: So, to be present is to be aligned with, call it truth, call it love, call it life, Mm -hmm. call it whatever you want to call it. It doesn't really matter. But there is no judgment there. You're connected to all and everything. And does that mean you're not going to have challenges? No. But when those challenges come up, you know that your response, I mean, if it brings out something negative in you, it brings up anger. It's like, oh, and you can say, thank you for showing me that I have still have anger inside of me. And you go inside. And you have the tools to give that part what it needs not to be angry. And it's phenomenal because when you give that part what it needs, the feeling subsides. So you get to become your source. You get to become... What you are, source, God in form. So to be in this world beyond judgment means to put this in its place. And when you're present like that and you're not believing your thoughts and your thoughts are not your reference point, you are, you live in love. Yeah. And that sounds To some, that may sound absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) But you can be in love because that is your very nature. That is our very nature. And once again, you know, this plane, this planet we live on, you know, it may be a place where, you know, we have the conflict to keep bringing us inside. And, you know, maybe we, to, to, you know, really live in a completely loving world, we may be beyond this planet. I don't know. But we as individuals... I really believe with what's going on now. Um, you know, we keep bringing ourselves to the brink potentially, and we rise up. Mm-hmm. Life is a negative and a positive pull, or, or energy, I should say, is, an, is mm-hmm. a negative and a positive pull. That negative pull rises because it's calling the positive. So I really believe that we are evolving. I believe that we are coming back home. And, you know, in that, you know, we're, we're you know, being brought, brought together globally with this pandemic, late, you know, recently. And now, it you know, it's really everything is up, especially in the U.S. I think you're experiencing it, but all over the world, we're experiencing it. So now at that positive pull, energy, our energy needs to rise. We're being called to rise. Yeah. So I don't think that's a, a very clear answer, but I'm saying that you can live in love. Yeah. And whenever we do have this, like you talked, it's either, you know, uh, you know, loving or, or, or fear kind of thing. And that's the connection to the mind. It will forever be up and down and, and that's drama. Yeah. So, you know, having a spiritual practice and doing your inner work, uh, you can rise above that and you can live a life that you love to live Yeah. and let yourself out. And it is not through effort. I mean, yeah, it's going to, you know, you have to decide and you have to do your inner work. And Uh, You know, sometimes that can be challenging, but it's to bring yourself to a place of connection. The world softens and you start to get in a dance with the world because it is responding to you and you know it. And you have the keys to your life because you have the tools to go inside and give yourself what you need to bring yourself back into alignment Mm. with what you really are. Yeah. Love. Does that answer your question? I'm uh, not sure. If it
0: abso- no, no, it absolutely does. It absolutely does, and it it answers the question when it comes to the the challenges, if you will, dealing with this dualistic world. Because it's the same thing that you were just talking about. Uh, Hindus call it Maya. This is nothing but an illusion. Although I prefer Lewis Black's pronunciation. It's all an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an illusion, uh, and it's a beautiful thing. Uh, this is a wonderful place to live. I've been sharing with our listeners, uh, Dane, that, um, we're looking for those new ways of living because the old ways just aren't working. Just look around you. They're not working. And this was prior to the pandemic.
1: Right. And I have to add one more thing that I kind of missed. Yeah. It's just the fact that, you know, the foundation that is understand that we're spiritual, that we're not this physical body. I mean, you talk about the illusion, but understand that we don't die. That's right. When we die, our weight doesn't change. So, you know, that's kind of the foundation of it all, of, of being annihil- annihilated? Anyway, Enlightened. Being wiped out. There you go. There you go. And uh, and us dying. And, and, you know, when we understand that that's not true, that we came here to experience this this time-space reality, that we are spiritual beings having a human experience to reveal our divinity, it takes the criticalness and the fear ultimately out of the game
0: it's just so cool it really is and when i tell people on this program about looking for those new ways of living i'm not saying that this is an awful icky terrible place we've got to get out of here absolutely not i think that first of all we need to be grateful for where we are and who we are and what we are doing okay but that does not mean that there isn't room shall we say for improvement okay I honestly do believe, though it may be idealistic, it may be Pollyanna, it may be utopian, okay, I'm sorry, it it might be, I honestly believe that we could reach a place in our lifetime, if we chose to do it, I mean really chose to do it, where every person on the planet, all 8 billion of them, could realize their potential, realize their life's purpose, and also basically have in a manner of speaking i don't want to say uh, from a material aspect necessarily everything that they could possibly want but when i say that it's in the context of understanding what your life's purpose is why are you here what is it that you're why did you come here what are you going to do for not just yourself but for the rest of humanity and maybe not all 8 billion people. I'm not saying you got to cook 8 billion cookies. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: but maybe there's a group of people in your community. And I don't know if you've ever heard of LBL, which is life between lives therapy. It's a hypnosis process mm, I
1: don't know that.
0: and it has to do with reincarnation. I've been through one of them and I really liked my last life before I came here. It's very cool. Um, <laughs> and then there's the, 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 the learning about that space between the two lives of what goes on what happens and it's not necessarily guided you're not being told what to see you're asked what are you seeing hearing smelling tasting feeling okay and when then you describe it um so you you've made the comment a number of times uh in reference to uh alluding to shall we say reincarnation that we And I'm curious about that in light of this process. We've got plenty of trauma to deal with from this lifetime. I'm 60, okay? So I've got plenty of trauma to deal with. What about past life trauma?
1: So what I I say to people who want to go into their past life, I say, "Don't, don't go into your past life. It's all happening now. That being said, if a past life stuff, something comes up, you know, you let it come up. Don't go seeking. We, we you'd like, you know. Don't put a label Richard, on it. We, we got enough stuff. Yeah. with just right here, yeah. right now. You don't yeah. need to go back to the past. But if it does, re- and sometimes it will come up. Sometimes mm-hmm. we'll have to deal with past life stuff. There's no question. And people who really follow the, like somebody who becomes a facilitator and so on, it's just about a given that you're going to end up doing your past life work. Yeah. And there's no question. And you know the thing with past life stuff is it's it's not you know it's stuck in there because somebody yelled at you. Yeah. It's some big yeah. event yeah. that occurred. And uh, but you know we do inner child work, and you connect with the inner child. And and you know in the first session we want people to connect to that inner life and to know that it's real. And it's most time that's what happens. Mm. Um, and you know past life is no different. It's just another dimension and yeah. it's still the thing is this where this is where you get to learn that it's all happening right here and right now and as uh who's the comedian uh george carlin said you know time's just an invention so everything doesn't happen all at the same time and that's about right yeah and uh because you'll you'll see that that experience that you keep happening there's a past life event that it has that same essence that is still stuck in you which keeps Oh, picturing itself so yeah yeah, to to heal the past life stuff is the same as doing the inner work you know whether it be inner child work or you know whatever trauma stuck inside of you it's the same process bringing it into this present moment where it's not happening anymore yeah
0: trauma is trauma whether it's present life or past life doesn't matter what label you put on it from that standpoint trauma is trauma and I'll have you allude to uh, 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 expound on this concept if you would, and then we'll wrap things up here. And that is we all have different stories in relationship to our trauma, but we all experience essentially the same emotions. Okay. Fear is fear. Hate is hate. Anger is anger. Envy is envy, et cetera, et cetera. Love is love. Joy is joy. Bliss is bliss. And it's like uh, the stories may be different, but the emotions are the same. Sounds like the opening to a television show or something. Um, So how essential is it? Uh, It sounds to me like it is rather important to deal with the stories. The emotions cross the board the same. The stories. Are we reframing them? in, in a, pers- a different perspective I guess that's kind of and I know this is sort of asking the same question again that I asked earlier but sort of from a different angle
1: well you know it, it, kind of like referring back to, to what we spoke about your life you're on purpose and you've always been on purpose so when we deal with, with a person yeah we're dealing with your life and what happened and no we're not trying to change it we just need to take the, the sting. Take the reaction, take that negative energy that's still stuck inside of you. We're taking that out of you. So, and as we do that, you can look back at these events that happened in your life and they're events that helped to form you. And they're what got you to here now. So not to negate them, not to change them, Mm -hmm. but to acknowledge them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because that is, that's your life and it's always been on purpose. So it, you know, once again, doing this work, doing the inner healing work, it makes your life make sense and allows you to look at your life and go, wow, you know, look where I came from, you know, look what happened. Wow. And you can look at it and not be triggered by it, not react negatively to it. But see your life and your life starts to make sense. So once again, like you said, not about changing anything, not about getting rid of it. And, you know, in that, in our healing, you know, most of the time, the North American way of healing is how do I get rid of this? Yeah. Wrong question. Because that question says it was wrong. that It's bad. It's not supposed to be there. And it negates it. So it doesn't give it life. It doesn't give it energy. Yeah. It blocks. It's another block. So it's not a, how do you, how do I get rid of this? It's what is this? Yeah. Ask the question, what is this? That first of all, takes you inside and allows you to listen yeah. and to understand. And that understanding is your understanding as to what you've been creating in your, in your world, in your life. And it creates that inner compassionate connection through listening, through paying attention and through learning how to love yourself, which yeah. tends to be what my job is. Yeah. So.
0: Well, I'll tell you, um, For those who who have regrets and wish they could go back and change things, let me tell you, if you like the person that you are now, in general, for the most part, if you go back and you pull that thread and you remove that event out of your life, you are no longer the person that you are today because it's those experiences that have made you who you are. And that may very well be, as you've stated, Dane, part of our individual evolutionary process our transformation and you 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 just can't are there things i wish that i hadn't done sure you know i i wanted my first marriage to last 40 50 60 70 years sure i did because i was looking to beat my parents at the at their own game so to speak i mean they've been married uh they've been married let's see uh 2016 it was 60 so they're um 64 64 years married
1: Oh, that's awesome. All
0: right. My dad's 89. My mother's 86. Okay. Still kicking, still going strong, still sequestered and not having visitors. I was going to fly out there and visit, but they said no. And I said, I understand. I don't want to be held responsible. (laughs) Um, Hopefully I I am not a carrier. Uh, But anyway, uh, it just. You know, folks, uh, this life is just unreal and incredible and beautiful and fantastic. And uh, we need to reclaim our power. So reclaim your power to create your best life. My guest today has been Dane Stevens. DaneStevensOnline.com is the website that you want to go to to find out more about how to permanently heal unwanted behaviors, chronic conditions, and addictions. And uh, he is, of course, through this particular work, introducing the neurotrauma healing process. Give us the title of the new book coming out in 2021 that we may very well, I shouldn't even say we may very well, we will have you back on this program to talk about.
1: Awesome. It's called Unleash Your Genius, and it introduces the soul recognition process, which is in the, in the empowerment aspect of this work. Because the work—it's just the continuation from the neurotrauma healing process. You go into the empowerment aspect and learn how to feed yourself into the, the different aspects of your being. So, uh,
0: recognition—Are are there precogs involved in that? You know, Allah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I could—I could not resist. <laughs> This is wonderful, Steve, uh, Dane, Stevens. I want to thank you so much for sharing this time with us. Normally, I would say, boy, you know, if you're out here in Santa Barbara, we'd love to have you stop in and do a, a, an in-studio interview because the energies are even better face-to-face oh, yeah. in person. Yeah. Uh, yes. And maybe one day, maybe one day, either yes. 2021 or I don't know, 2022, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, time oh, is we relative.
1: Just finished a book tour down the West Coast. We're just in your nape of the woods, just in... Uh, February, I guess it was. So yeah, next book, next year, maybe we can make it happen next year.
0: I I hope we can. I certainly hope we can. I do have three final questions for you before we wrap up, which you may have answered during the interview, but I like asking the questions directly. Before I do, however, I need to remind our listeners that this program is here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday mornings at 1 a.m. streaming live at RichardDugan.com as well as the podcast's On SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, and many other locations that you folks are reposting the interviews to. We're also on YouTube, my YouTube channel, Richard Dugan. Just go there, type in Richard Dugan and or tell me your story and you'll see my uh, smiling face with that black hat. And uh, go ahead and just listen to what we have up there. We're going to keep putting them up there uh, as long as our guests will allow us to uh, videotape which is an old term uh, to be using, but nonetheless, video recording, and we hope that you'll do just that, and if you would like to support the work we're doing, we would love your support in more ways than one. That's why we have a PayPal account for your security as well as ours, and uh, we'll take uh, any donations, and we'll take energetic support as well. And don't forget about the 2020s, the decade of perfect vision, got nine years folks and we hope that you don't stop at 2029 uh to go within i mean that's that's like the the core of reclaiming your power that dane has spoken to us about today so please please i, I implore you I won't beg i'll implore <laughs> to go within all right <clears throat> first of my three questions are who is dane stevens
1: Boy, that's a good question. I'm gonna ask myself for that one. That one for how long now? So Dane Stevens is a soul evolving, and you know who he is today is, um, you know, just you know potentially a different version tomorrow, kind of thing. Um, I'm a very fortunate soul who has uh, managed to stumble upon something that. gives gives us access to um, our our inner life in a safe and gentle manner. And, um, boy, that's a good question, Richard. Now you got me. I wasn't ready for this one. Well, a soul evolving. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. A very happy and joyous soul evolving who is really a a part of life now. And uh, a, a, a... happy part of life. That's who I am.
0: What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you're doing now?
1: So this work is too uh, simple and too obvious not to become mainstream. So I just really want to have it be, you know, when I say mainstream, I don't know how that looks exactly. Mm -hmm. But just to have it available for people and to help people just to have this process be available to people that want to need it. And uh, to have it continue to uh, free people from their past, from their uh, thinking and, and erroneous beliefs and help them to, to bring them present. So just have that be, have it be more and more available and be used more and more and, and bring in more and more people into um, enlightenment.
0: <laughs> and finally, what is your life's purpose?
1: Uh, my life's purpose is to let life flow through me. My life's purpose is to be a conduit and to let this love intelligence express through me how it will. And uh, in that, uh, it's uh, just been a, a real pleasure and a joy to let this life come through me and and not know uh, what's up next. So to live the adventure of that, in knowing that it is my source, it is my safety, it is my supply, it is my life and my love. So um, that's my, my, my uh, life's purpose to let that energy flow through me, how it will, and I just know that it's great.
0: Dane Stevens, again, thank you so much for joining us. A reminder, it's danestevensonline.com. And you can also uh, find the book there, Reclaim Your Power to Create Your Best Life, talking and introducing the neurotrauma healing process. I want to thank you for listening to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. Until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to